the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Back in 2005, I'm looking at some old notes. This is always interesting for me. I sent myself an article written by Chuck Chaffee. I think he's dead, but he was talking about stupid investments of the week. It was a pretty cute idea for a column. And he was talking about a workshop that's free, so it's no waste of money, but it's a bad way to burn a few hours. And he said, stupid investment of the week highlights the concerns and problems that make a situation less than ideal for the average consumer in the hope that spotlighting that trouble in one case will make it easier to root out elsewhere. While I was in college, I had a friend do one of those multi-level marketing things. I want to say it was, you know, get friends to sign up for telephones, services, long-distance plans. I went to the meeting because he asked me to, and I was interested to see what it was all about. And I instantly saw that it it wasn't a scam, but it was a little bit of a pyramid scheme. I'd be very cautious on that. The people who make big money on that are the founders of the idea, not typically the people, and they're signing you up and, oh, you have to do a one-time fee of $999, and then you quit after three months because you're frustrated that no one wants to buy long distance from you. But he takes shot at one of the free workshops that promises Star Traders infomercial. It could be a red light, yellow light, green light thing. It could be teaching you to trade like the professionals. It could be options, the best way to invest. If it sounds too good to be true, they're not going to teach it to you, is what he he got out of all that. It's what I got out of all of it. If I knew the secret to making a million dollars in 30 days, there's no chance I'd be on this show. I'd own an island. I'd probably have a nuclear bomb so that the governments can't mess with me. I'd probably have my own set of villagers. They would all be like three foot five, and I would start my own basketball league. And everyone's three foot five but me. You know what I really want to do is have a basketball league where it's with donkeys. You ride around donkeys and play basketball. Unless that's mean to donkeys, then I don't want that. But I've always been fascinated with donkey donkey basketball. Just for my birthday, that would be fun. If anyone knows where you can rent 10 donkeys, let me know. But Chuck Jaffe in this column, he talked about how he went to this star trader to see what he was really selling. A three-day educational course that costs a reasonable $99, but which undoubtedly leads to sales pitches for the really expensive stuff is what he saw. Now, I know people that have gone to some of these seminars and, you know, a free seminar turns into, well, it's a workshop and to get access to the workshop, you got to pay, you know, the big table's $4,000. Small table, that's fine. You could, you could stay at that one. That's like, and the whole idea on the table thing, get this, I'm not kidding to you. It was a play on our childhood where at Christmas time, your parents would pull out like a small table for the kids and a bigger table where the adults sat shaming you. So Chuck Jaffe was talking about at the seminar, it was designed to pump what's called the stock doctor syndicated radio show, which was the guy who developed the star trader system. The hook was simple. 
The system would add 5% to your returns per year, but you wouldn't mind adding 30%, right? Um, you got to be careful. These people work you pretty hard at some of these events. He would use the phrase, can you agree with me on that? Does that make sense? True? 145 times in an hour, beating you into submission of concurrence. A lot of times these self-help gurus, they're really not. But they'll quote people like Peter Lynch and Warren Buffett. Um, for instance, this, this stock doctor guy, and I don't know if he's still around. I, I got to imagine he's not. Um, he quoted Peter Lynch on One Up on Wall Street. And he suggested that Lynch said frequent trades based on technical analysis were the way to do it, when actually the book suggests that you were more likely to find your next stock buy on a trip to the shopping mall or talking to your kids. The rich dad, poor dad, Kiyosaki disaster, he doesn't have a rich dad or a poor dad. He made it all up. And what he teaches, and he became a multimillionaire, not because of the way he invested, but because of the way he got you to go to seminars and pay for them and pay for the bigger table. Be very, very cautious. I can't say it enough. A fool is always you know, easily parted with their money. If it sounds too good to be true, stay away from it. If you have no self-control, leave your credit cards and, and your wallet at home. Um, be careful on anything that says a free gift. You know, Enjoy a free gift with a CD with a purported value of $149. Uh, no, 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 no. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, to be honest with you, I think investing is pretty easy. Um, but I think people make it more difficult on themselves than they should. And the first thing you have to do is have a budget. And then you have to have some goals. And then you need to start protecting yourself from worst-case scenarios with insurance on health care. Health care is expensive. You don't, you don't really want to use it. Um, then you want to get disability insurance just in case. I'm now at the age where people younger than me are having strokes and heart attacks. That freaks me out. Um, you do want to invest. You want to automate it as soon as you can. I started automating mine probably 18 years old. I'm not saying I'm better than you, but I'm better than you because I did start earlier than you. You know, it's funny. I wish I would have done more. And I didn't. So quit looking for gurus like Kiyosaki. Step away from television magazines. They serve to you know show you how stupid you are because you've missed everything out there. I don't even like. I'll watch CNBC under like uh, duress. And to me, I, I've I've kind of called it financial porn as a way of kind of making fun of myself. Um. John Bogle, great investor. Find some great investors and, and start writing them down. Um, John Bogle once said, there's a time when investors should exit the market. And you're like, yeah, tell me when I should exit. I want to sell high. And he says, the problem is that we never know when it is. Awesome. Fine. Awesome. <laughs> oh, macro investing. If you don't know what it means, don't even play the game. Be very, very cautious on making assumptions out there. In the long run, you want to be an owner, not a lender. In the long run, that makes sense, right? Be wary of the human tendency to fight the last war. Um, CNET came out with a report saying that more Apple users are turning in their iPhones and going with Google phones because they're cheaper. Um, 
do you want to stay in for the last dollar? I'm not telling you on it. I still own Apple. I still think they've got one more push, uh, and that'll be 5G. And if they come up with some more devices, we'll see. Buffett once said, pretend you're in business with a partner who has a bipolar disorder. That's the stock market. <laughs> I agree with that one. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. This is Arcade Fire, and it's an awesome song about materialism. We got everything now. If you listen to the lyrics, it's, it's scathing. I've got a neighbor who's got a McLaren. I think it's the dumbest investment I've ever seen. People who ride Teslas, you're paying $70,000, $80,000 for a $30,000 car. But that's a cool. Go with it. I don't, I'm not a big materialistic guy. I'm not quite the live life and have great experiences either. Maybe I'm in between. So check out Arcade Fire. Um, I think they've got four or five hits that are pretty awesome. So there was a book that I quote on occasion. It's 82 years old. A guy named Napoleon Hill wrote it. It's one of the best-selling books of all time. I know. Thousands of personal finance books on shelves today promise to teach you to spend less, save more, invest better. Retire earlier. Get out of debt faster. Solve just about every financial problem with a quick little band-aid of a, a book. The best one comes from 1937. A guy named Napoleon Hill. He was a Great Depression era survivor former advisor to Franklin Delano Roosevelt, interviewed more than 500 of the most successful men in the country to figure out how they got their good fortune. He wrapped all that financial goodness in one book, 200 pages called Think and Grow Rich. It became a best-selling book. There's no stock picking advice in it. There's no gambling advice. There's no options. There's no trading. There's no academy. There's no we're smarter than you. He interviewed the most iconic business people of this day. None of his findings found anything particularly hard to attain. It's skill sets that you have. One of the things he wrote was wishing will not bring riches, but desiring riches with a state of mind that becomes an obsession and planning definitive ways to, and means to acquire riches and backing those plans with persistence, which does not recognize failure, will bring riches. That's a pretty cool statement. Just wishing it, being definitive about it, making it an obsession, having persistence, don't recognize failure, you're going to succeed. I have a friend who's got a little teeny tiny little business where he's selling little medical, uh, he's selling little marijuana products on the side. He goes to fairs and craft shows and stuff like that. I think he's going to hit big because he's consistent about it. He's got another job that pays the bills, but he's on to something. Legalizing marijuana is a trend. But back to Mr. Napoleon Hill. In one passage, and I have this book on not my desk, my bookshelf, he said, there's six steps to turning a desire for wealth into its financial equivalent. First, now there's going to be six of these, fix in your mind the exact amount of money you want. It is not sufficient merely to say, I want plenty of money. Be definitive to the amount. There's a psychological reason for definitiveness. Second, determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire. There is no such reality of something for nothing. Third, establish a definitive date when you intend to possess the money you desire. This sounds like a plan. Fourth, create a definitive plan for carrying out your desire and begin at once, whether you're ready or not to put the set plan into action. Fifth, write out a clear, concise statement of the amount of money you intend to acquire. Name the time limit for the acquisition. State what you intend to give in return for the money. 
and describe clearly the plan through which you intend to accumulate it. And finally, number six, read your written statement aloud twice daily, once just before retiring at night, once after rising in the morning. As you read, see and feel and believe yourself already in possession of the money. I don't think that's crazy. At age 18, I saw my dad basically... I knew that I didn't want to work for a company, a big company, and I saw my dad basically work till the day he died. And I was like, I don't want to be that. And it, it was part of my lifestyle. First three years of running a business, which I eventually merged with Chad, um, I paid for my employees' Christmas gifts. I paid for their rent. I delivered pizzas in the middle of the night while doing financial planning in the mornings and afternoons. Um, First year, you lose money. Second year, you break even. Third year, you start to make a little bit of money. That's how it played out for me. Do you think I liked buying Christmas gifts for my friends' families? I was I was easy to work with. We got one small office. We came up with a, a silly name, Mercury Capital Management. It sounds like a big financial institution. I partnered with some older people. I said, I, I'll give you tech stocks if you show up to meetings and look old. It worked. But with that said, I had one office that had you know that shared like a conference room. One of my partners fell in love with a secretary, and off they ran to California, leaving me the only owner. Fine by me, because at that point in time, he'd put enough sweat equity in that there was some value in what he'd created. But uh, yeah, I'm pleased with how it turned out. So I give you Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, 1937. I think it's aged pretty well. And, you know, I can boil down everything you need to know. Like, you need to set priorities. That's lesson number one. You know, where's your money going to go? Your, where's your financial goals? Is it kids? Is it college? Is it a house? Is it retirement? Is it a house in retirement? Then you need to make a budget. And when you make a budget, you need to write it down. Then you need to know the basics on investing. Inflation's going to run 2 to 4% on average, so you need to get better than that. Stocks return 10% historically. Bonds returned 6% historically, and real estate 5%. Then you need investing in a workplace environment is great. If you marry having one having one partner working at a, a big company that gets the 401k and the 403b is a perfect blend with an entrepreneur. Then you need to, once you get the 401k going and you got 15% going it, then you can invest in some individual stocks, but not before that. I make it very, very easy for you. It's not that hard. Coming up, I got more content, more insights, more food for thought. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I want to tell you the truths about investing that I've written down in the past. I think this is pretty powerful stuff. Number one, saying I'll be greedy when others are fearful is much easier than actually doing it. Two, the gulf between a great company and a great investment can be extraordinary. Try to buy great companies. Three, markets go through at least one big pullback every year and one massive pullback every decade. Get used to it. Four, there's virtually no accountability in the financially pundit world. People who have been wrong about everything for years still draw crowds. Five, as Eric Falkenstein says, in expert tennis, 80% of the points are won, while in amateur tennis, 80% are lost. Same is true for wrestling, chess, investing. Beginners should f- focus on avoiding mistakes, experts on making great moves. 
six, there are tens of thousands of professional money managers. Statistically, only a handful have been successful by pure chance. Which ones? I don't know. Seven, some investors who we call legendary have barely, if at all, beaten an index fund over their careers. On Wall Street, big wealth isn't indicative of big returns. Eight, during recessions, elections, and Federal Reserve policy meetings, people become unshakenly certain about things that they know very little about. Wow, that's a good one. During recessions, we're like, oh, the stock market's going to zero. Look at our last election. Number nine, the more comfortable an investment feels, the more likely you're going to be slaughtered. Number 10, time-saving tip. Instead of trading penny stocks, just let your money on fire. <laughs> Don't do that. But that's true. Number 11, not a single person in the world knows what the market will do in the short run. End of story. Number 12, the analyst who talks about his mistakes is the guy you want to listen to. Avoid the guy who doesn't. His are much bigger. 13, you don't understand a big bank's balance sheet, the people running that place, and their accounts don't either. I don't know if I still agree with that one. There will be 7 to 10 recessions over the next 50 years. Don't act surprised when they happen. 30 years ago, there was one hour of market TV per day. Today, there's upwards of 18 plus hours on a channel, and there's two or three channels, and there's channels in different continents. We used to not look at financial media. Warren Buffett's best returns were achieved when markets were less competitive. No one's ever going to hit his 50-year record. Most of what is taught about investing in school is theoretical nonsense. There are very few rich professors. <laughs> That's true. The more someone's on TV, the less likely his or her predictions can come true. That is the case of UC Berkeley psychologist Phil Tetlock. So there's a guy that I know that used to go on TV all the time, David Tyson. He was the sky is falling guy, you know, chicken little. And he got clients. He never made money, but he got clients. Trust no one who's on CNBC more than twice a week. I wrote these 16 years ago. Number 20, the market doesn't care how much you paid for a stock or your house or what you think a fair price is. It's pretty interesting. The majority of market news is not only useless, but also harmful to your financial health. 22, professional investors have better information and faster computers than you do. You'll never beat them in short-term trading. Don't even try. I know a lot of people want to trade stocks. And to expound on this a bit, I've never met a soccer mom, stay-at-home dad who can trade stocks. I know a lot of people who try. The people who are good at trading stocks, like in and out in a day, in and out in a week, they typically work in Chicago or New York in the pits. How much experience a money manager has doesn't tell you much. You could underperform the market for an entire career. Many of them have. So when you hear me or anyone else say, I've been in the market for 25 years, or I've been in the market for 30 years, it means nothing. You could have been in the S&P 500 index, had lower fees, and done just as well. Maybe you should have been. Oh, this was an interesting one, and I, I don't agree with this one anymore. The decline in trading cost is one of the worst things to happen to investors, as it made frequent trading possible. High transaction costs used to cause people to think before they acted. I still agree with half that, but half of it I don't. I, I do like the lower cost of trades. Professional investing is one of the toughest careers to succeed at, but it has very low barriers to entry and almost no credentials. That creates legions of experts who have no idea what they're doing. People forget this because they don't apply to many other fields. What's interesting to note about that is there's some financial companies that I have no respect for. They'll hire anyone and they'll say, okay, Zach, here's our product. 
go call all your friends and family. And if you could sign up 10 of them in the next month, you'll still have a job. And if not, thank you for signing them up. We'll keep them. Oh, the word double dip recession was mentioned 10.8 million times in 2010 and 2011, according to Google. It never came true. There were virtually no mentions of financial collapse in 2006 and 2007. That did come true. Interesting that like what what motivates us psychologically and what gets us going, uh, we're usually wrong on. Google search is kind of say, do the opposite. The book Where Customers Yachts, Where Are the Customers Yacht, was written in 1940. And most still haven't figured out that financial advisors don't have their best interest at heart. I don't know completely about that. I like the CFP designation for sure. 31 on my list. The low-cost index fund is one of the most useful financial inventions in history. Boring, but beautiful. That says it all. The best investors in the world have more of an edge in psychology than in, in finance. I would agree with that one. Now, interesting to note about me as a great investor, I'm not tooting my own horn, toot, is that I don't have a lot of fear or greed. I don't have a lot of emotions. I'm a horrible, horrible person to fall in love with because I'm. my dad was an alcoholic and we tried to hide from him. He was more mentally abusive than physically abusive. He was never physically abusive. And uh, he was a smaller man, so by the time I was 13, 14, he knew better. But mentally, he was able to pick on you pretty good. Anyhow, next topic. The best investors in the world have more of an edge in psychology than finance. I just hit that one. I'm starting to repeat myself. I think I'm getting old age. <laughs> or the black lung. Not sure which one. So for most, finding ways to save more money is more important than finding great investments. I'd agree with that. The amount of stuff I've poured down the drain... How many sodas have I wasted hundreds and thousands of dollars on when water would have been just as good, if not better? If you have credit card debt and you're thinking about investing in anything, stop. You're never going to beat 30% annual interest. I agree with that one still. Number 37 on my list, the odds that at least one well-known company is insolvent and hiding behind fraudulent accounting are high. There was companies like Enron and WorldCom that they went to zero. And WorldCom was a pretty big company. And Enron was a big trading company, traded energy. So this was written back in 2005 by me. So add 14 years to this. 12 years ago, so 26 years ago, General Motors was on top of the world, and Apple was laughed at. A similar shift will occur in the next decade, but no one knows which companies will shift. Will Facebook still be Facebook? Or have they built a motor on themselves? Now that Amazon's all that in a bucket of chicken, Microsoft is again. Hmm, interesting. GM was the king. When I was a young investor, they were the king. For many, this is number 41, a house is a large liability, masquerading as a safe asset. This is pretty fascinating. 42, the president has much less influence over the economy than people think. I think that's true. So this is an interesting one. Number 40 on my list was most people would be better if they stopped obsessing about Congress, the Federal Reserve, and the president, and focused on their own financial management. I, I agree with that. I, I get depressed looking at Facebook because people love Trump or hate Trump. People love showing you how you know crazy nice their vacation is. There's not a lot of reality there. I love this one. However much money you think you'll need for retirement, double it. Now you're closer to reality. I've always said a million dollars, and as the years have progressed, I'm like more like four million. Um, because that's where my budget is. A million dollars will pay you $40,000 a year until the day you die. That's the way you have to think about it. Four million will pay me 160. If the latter part of my life I want to spend enjoying it, it's going to cost me some money. Number 44 on the list, the next recession is never like the last one. That's true enough. 
keep in mind we had a good one in 2008. 2000. I think we're due for another one. Remember what Buffett says about progress. Quote, first come the innovators, then come the imitators, then come the idiots. Mark Twain once said about truth, a lie can travel halfway around the world while truth is put on, on its shoes. That's a good one for money. Mark, Marty Whitman once said about information, rarely do more than three or four variables really count. Everything else is noise. I really I agree with that. There's so much noise in financial media. The bigger a merger, the higher the odds it'll be flop. CEOs love empire building over 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 overpaying for companies. The most boring companies, toothpaste, food, bolts, can make the best long-term investments. The most innovative, some of the worst. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Got some tickets for you. It's ticket time. I've got two pairs of tickets. I really want you to go to the concert. Let's turn that down. That's a little loud in my ear. Winner receives a pair of tickets to Dave Cause and Friends Summer Horns featuring Gerald Albright, Rick Braun, Kenny Lattimore, Aubrey Logan this Saturday, July 20th. That's tomorrow at the Mountain Winery in Saratoga. So if you want a date in Saratoga, this is for you. Jill Scott, uh, tickets on sale now for upcoming shows at the Mountain Winery include. You can find that mountainwinery.com, Jill Scott, George Lopez, Michael McDonald, and Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. Cool in the gang, George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic, Feist, and Josh Groban. So in a career that spans more than three decades, saxophonist Dave Koss has racked up astoundingly oppressive arrays of honors and achievements, nine Grammy nominations, nine number one albums on Billboard's current contemporary jazz albums chart, numerous world terrors, playing for multiple presidents, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, a platinum-selling artist, Cause is also known as a humanitarian entrepreneur, radio host, instrumental music advocate, and much, much more, including a restaurateur. So if you want tickets, call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I've got two sets of tickets for tomorrow at the Mountain Winery. You can find out more by going to Mountain Winery in Saratoga. Uh, mountainwinery.com, mountainwinery.com. And again, future tickets are for Jill Scott, George Lopez, Michael McDonald, Chucka Khan, Cool and the Gang. George Clinton, Feist, and Josh Groban. So Dave Cause and Friends Summer Horns featuring Gerald Albright, Rick Braun, Kenny Lattimore, Aubrey Logan this Saturday at the Mountain Winery. You can get the tickets right now by calling 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. And there you have it. So um, I think that's good. A living will is something I don't talk about very often on the show. And when you draw up your living will, it's pretty complicated. You need to decide what sort of medical care you want in different situations and where you would draw the line. How depressing is that topic? Would you want any treatment possible to prolong your life, or would you only want care in certain circumstances? I saw a case recently where a woman said she wanted to give up her organs if she died. She goes into a coma, and two doctors declare her brain dead. And the family wants to wait 14 more days for a miracle. And the donors, the company that she signed her deal with, we say, we want her, her organs right now before they go bad. This is why you need a living well. Resuscitation, the process of restarting your heart after it stops beating by C, uh, CPR or defibrillator. Medi- mechanical ventilation, do you want that? Where they're going to have a machine, you know, put a, a pipe in your throat so you can breathe. 
Feeding tubes, do you want those? Dialysis removes the waste from your blood and manages fluid levels. Organ donation, this is all stuff you put in a living will. That's pretty humbling, but it's pretty important that you do it if you have family members that you care and love. Oh, the, the funny things on how easy it is to invest. Spend less than you earn. Start saving early. Never leave free money on the table. If you get a match in your 401k, take it. Try to minimize your taxes. The rich stay rich in part because they're, not, they're savvy enough not to let Uncle Sam take too much. Tax sheltered accounts like IRAs, 401ks. Be smart about which type of account you use. Work longer. We're living longer, so we should probably work longer, don't you think? Try to break from the herd. Uh, when the markets are down and people are talking about markets down, try to break from the herd. When markets are up and people are excited the markets are up, try to break from the herd. Moderation and moderation. You don't have to get greedy. When you're 20 years old, how much money do you need to save to get to a million dollars in retirement with a 6% return, which is less than the stock market returns? Just $361 a year. When you're 25, that goes up to 499. When you're 30, it's 698. When you're 35, it's 990. When you're 40, it's 1.4 million. So you have to save 360 bucks a month in your 20s. But if you wait till you're 45, you have to save $2,100 a month if you get that 6% rate of return. Now, if you can get 8%, 10%, those numbers come way down. But that's daunting. One of the areas that uh, I've kind of like Jim Cramer, and I kind of hate him all at the same time. Uh, but one of the things I like that he says is, says, don't buy all at once. If you, have, if you have to buy stocks, don't buy all at once. Stage your buys. Work your orders. Try to get the best price. Try to scale in. I don't think that's a bad idea. So no one's calling for tickets. If you call, you're going to win them. 800-516-1220. Get your calls on the air. The tickets are for tomorrow, Dave Cause and Friends Summer Horns featuring Gerald Albright, Rick Braun, Kenny Lattimore, and Aubrey Logan. The Mountain Winery at Saratoga is a magical place uh, to see a show. It's, it's got a, a gorgeous location. The weather in the Bay Area right now is perfect. Um, so if you want to hear some good jazz tomorrow, check it out. Uh, call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. And uh, try to get to a Mountain Winery show, if not this one, one in the future. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.